Hi, I'm Tom Marks with the Marks Law Firm in Orlando, Florida, and welcome to the Healthy Family Law Attorney. So today I'm going to talk about what do you do when your ex in a family law case ignores court orders? Well, first of all, I think that's really dumb for someone to just simply avoid court orders or not to do what a judge has told them for several reasons. But let's let's jump in here first. Okay, Uh, the court has a lot of power and authority over the parties in a divorce case. So if your ex is not abiding by the court orders, you, you can file a motion to compel a motion for contempt, a motion for enforcement and then get that in front of the judge. Now, one thing I always talk about before filing the motions, I have a three strike rule. And I tell my clients, give your ex three opportunities to do what's right and abide by the court order. So send them three emails a day or two apart, asking them in a very professional way Um, setting forth the facts, why they should do that, as if the court is going to see those emails, because guess what? I'm going to show those emails to the judge, and I have specific reasons for that, and my 35 years of practice have shown me how valuable that can be. So let's say uh, your ex has not paid child support, um, has not abided by... um, some discovery requests, we've asked for some production of documents, whatever, and they haven't um, complied. So I'm gonna do an email to opposing counsel, but obviously I can't do an email to your ex, so there's nothing preventing you from doing that. So when I go in on a motion to compel or for contempt or enforcement, and I can show the judge, I've sent three emails to opposing counsel requesting their client do something. And we can show my client has actually communicated with their ex also asking. And so instead of walking into the court and the judge is saying, okay, this is kind of, you know, first time offense or he says, she says, or whatever, you can show the judge, we made every effort to avoid having to take up the judge's time. So instead of the judge just simply enforcing the motion or enforcing their order. So I've seen judges take it out on the other side because the judge says to the other attorney, "Uh, did Mr. Mark send you those three emails asking you to correct that or advise your client or whatever? Or uh, to the other party, the ex, uh, your ex-spouse or significant other in a paternity case or whatever, Um, sent you those three emails. You could have made this right, but you took up my time and it really angry. So the the court will almost always award attorney's fees um, to my client in that instance. Sometimes we'll um, hold the other party in contempt, give them maybe five days to get it done, or they're going to be incarcerated. Or sometimes a judge can just order that they Uh, the the deputy put the handcuffs on on the um, ex in the hearing. I've seen that happen too. So a motion to compel is typically done with, let's say discovery requests, uh, discovery requests like interrogatories 
or mandatory disclosure or request for production of documents that are not being provided. A motion for contempt is something specifically a court ordered somebody to do and they failed to do it. Or a motion for enforcement is something that might require some interpretation of the marital settlement agreement or, or something of that nature. And so there may be uh, attorney's fees involved there also or awarded there. And the court is sometimes interpreting on a motion uh, for enforcement, what does the marital settlement agreement say? Or what did the final judgment really order? Is there some ambiguity or is it clear? And the clearer it is, the more likely there's gonna be sanctions. Another reason not to tick off the judge and to disobey the court's orders is because it prejudices the judge against you. In a family law proceeding, credibility is everything. And if you give the judge reasons to really question your credibility and really become irritated that you have created additional work for the judge that wasn't really necessary, then that, that can hurt you down the road when the judge makes further decisions or maybe the final decisions in the uh, trial or the final hearing. Okay, so you wanna be the good person, right? The good guy, the good gal, wearing the white hat, riding in on the white horse, doing everything that you're required to do by the court. You don't wanna be that one that violates court orders or disobeys or ignores what the judges ask them to do. They figuratively shoot themselves in the foot they destroy their credibility, they prejudice the judge against them. So that is really not smart thing to do in a family law case where the judge has power of equity and has so much discretion to rule the way they want to in your case. And I will say the ultimate sanction a court can order in those instances is incarceration. And I've heard judges say many times, there's no better way of persuasion than to order somebody to spend the night in the Orange County stockade or in the Seminole County or, or whatever. No one really wants to have to spend a night or two or more in jail. So I've seen many instances where judges, one I remember the judge put hand, had the deputy put handcuffs on um, the recalcitrant um, former husband, and he said, you know, sir, I think you need an attitude adjustment. And that guy who was Mr. Bravado and gonna do whatever he wanted, when the deputy put the handcuffs on him and the judge said that to him, he immediately changed his tune and came up with all the money that he had owed in back child support and delivered that to my office that afternoon. Another instance I remember is I'm in court. The husband had agreed to sign the listing agreement for uh, the house and for a commercial piece of property so they could get it sold and get the uh, divorce done. And he hadn't done it. We had sent him, uh, e his wife, my client had sent uh, the husband emails. I had sent opposing counsel emails. We finally got into court. I put both realtors on the stand. They said, yes. We have the wife's signature. We don't have the husband's. We've been trying to get him to sign it. Got the husband up on the stand and I asked him the question, sir, can you tell me, can you tell the judge why 
you haven't done what you agreed to do like three months ago. And he gave the classic answer, I'm working on it. The judge stopped everything right then and said, I've heard enough, I'm holding you in contempt. I'm gonna order you to uh, go to jail if you don't provide that within five days. And I said to the judge, well, your honor, we have both realtors here with the original listing agreements. The court could order the husband to go out into the uh, waiting room where they are waiting to sign those documents. And of course the judge did that. We got everything signed and we moved it on. And even another benefit there, when we went to mediation a couple weeks later, everything resolved, the case got done. And I asked the mediator, what happened? Why was this husband all of a sudden so willing to agree when he had never been willing to agree before? And the mediator said he was afraid the judge was gonna put him in jail next time. So there's so much power in making sure that you enforce court orders and for people to avoid ticking off the judge because it's just gonna hurt your case. So I hope this has been helpful for my clients uh, who are abiding by court orders, thank you. And for those of you who are not, reconsider that because it's only gonna really hurt your case. So with that, thanks for uh, joining us today for the channel. Please like and subscribe, leave those comments below, and I'll see you next week in our next video. Bye.